Um, Three, two, one. Hello and welcome in to another podcast for the Inside Nebraska crew. Rapid recap edition from that Purdue matchup as Nebraska takes the loss. Uh, 43-37 at the hands of Purdue in West Lafayette. I'm Greg Smith, Senior Recruiting Analyst here at Inside Nebraska, joined once again uh, by staff writer, also of Inside Nebraska, Steve Mark. Steve, snap reaction, what'd you think? What a wild game. Back and forth, uh, a lot of fun in West Lafayette. There were countless times during this game when I was watching it and I thought to myself, like something something pro-Purdue would happen, something positive from Purdue would happen. And then I would think to myself, oh, Nebraska's out of it. I guess I, guess I should start writing a game story right now. But no, I mean, that didn't happen. Nebraska showed a lot of fight. Um, but yeah, I mean, nobody wants to talk about moral victories around here. They still lost the game, but Purdue's a really good football team. And I think Nebraska showed a lot, uh, tonight really. Um, so, um, I, I mean, Trey Palmer, what can you say about that? <laughs> Seven yeah. catches for 237 yards, a new single, single game school record for receiving yards in the game. Really impressive. That was the Trey Palmer game, but the Trey Palmer game was not good enough to, to get a win. Yeah, absolutely. And and unfortunately for Nebraska, as much as that offense was able to kind of quick strike, hit the big plays um, and really put points on the board, it was the defense that let Nebraska down um, once yeah. again in this game. Um, as Purdue had 608 total yards of offense, um, you knew they'd throw the ball all, all over the yard. Aiden O'Connell, 35-54 for 391 yards, four touchdowns. Malcolm Hartzog did have that interception early in the game. I think the thing that really actually hurt Nebraska a ton in this game was the running game of Purdue. Um, yeah. uh, Maccabee with, with 30 carries for 178 yards and a touchdown and just seemed like he would get those runs um, at just the wrong time um, for Nebraska's defense and from their perspective um, and just some backbreakers and third down runs. Um, really nice plays by him as it seemed like the timely plays that needed to be made kept being made time and time again by Purdue. And it was just really difficult for Nebraska's defense, even though they had their opportunities on that touchdown drive that put them up for good, that put Purdue up for good. They had them, what, third and 11 um, in their own territory and couldn't get them off of the field. Um, so it, it kind of, it, it's another one of those where it feels like missed opportunities and moral victories. And I know you, you mentioned that word and people don't want that phrase and people don't want to hear that. Um, but the fight that you saw from this team will stand out, but it's tough to, to lose this game, even as poorly as they played at, in at times. Yeah. And you have to look at where Purdue is. I think Purdue is a better program right now than Nebraska. Nebraska is bottom of the barrel, bottom of the big, uh, big 10. Um, just not, not a lot of good things happening with this, with this season and for them to come out and, and play Purdue tough and not quit and, and kind of show up and, and go blow for blow with the Boilermakers. That was really cool. But I, I just wanted to um, mention two things here. First of all, Nebraska's rush, rush offense without Trey, if you take away Trey Palmer's 60 yard um, sprint, uh, which was awesome by the way, but if you take that away, Nebraska would only rush for 62 yards, I think. So, I mean, that's, that's not the way you want to play. And then um, defensively, Purdue, wow. I mean, just the protection issues that Nebraska is having right now with this offensive line is just not great. I mean, Purdue had four sacks in the first half that tied a season high for them as a team. Um, and they didn't have any, they didn't have any sacks in the second half because Nebraska was starting to to play a little, a lot better on, on offense, but 
you can't do anything with this with this offense it feels like until the protection issues get shored up and and get better and we saw that with they saw them we saw them tinker with the offensive line starters uh entire new right side right guard um henry latoski a second year player and then a right tackle hunter anthony a transfer from oklahoma state those guys got their starts but hunter anthony kind of a, a difficult game i think I, I think every time i saw him um, there are just multiple examples of, you know, Purdue's edge rushers going around him, going going inside of him, just more communication mistakes up front from the offensive line. So, I mean, until that gets fixed, I, I don't know. I don't know how much, how many more wins, I guess, Nebraska is going to see the rest of the season. Yeah, because it's going to be hard for them to to hold teams um, de- down defensively because the defense, oh, a, um, it has its own limitations, right? Like they've got their own issues specifically with stopping the run. Like they're really bad at stopping the run right now. Um, they also can't rush the passer very well, and they are now starting to be down linebackers on that second level. You're down your top two tacklers basically from yep. a year ago, and we'll see what the status of Nick Kendrick is. That did not look good with him not returning to that game, and what it looks to be some sort of lower body, low, lower body leg injury there. Um, so things are just kind of piling up on that side. And to your point on the offensive line, like it's it's one thing to say, well, they're having issues because they're, they just don't have enough talent, which may be the case. But it's another thing to say that they continue to have communication breakdowns repeatedly along the offensive line. It feels like the next time that we see Nebraska pick up one of those stunts will be the first time. Like it's an amazing thing to continue to see over and over again. So if, if Nebraska could just do those fundamental things on an average level, it would give itself a chance because obviously the offense can be explosive. And I think it can actually be better than what we saw tonight because they had those long stretches where they weren't doing anything because they can't get anything going on the ground. Um, and it's one of those things where like poor Anthony Grant, like he was just the, the forgotten man in this game because they just couldn't get anything going. I think the announcers mentioned that a couple of times that it was like, Hey, there's Anthony Grant. Like he's been disappeared for most of this game. Um, so they're just in a really difficult situation. Uh, but before we get out of here, Steve, I want to go ahead and wrap up with this. It was a big game for Mickey Joseph and kind of his future in leading the program and what people kind of thought about that. I guess for you, did this game do anything to change what you thought about his candidacy or didn't think about his candidacy coming into this football game? No, because I think this was a very difficult game to get out with a win for Nebraska. Purdue is a better program. They're a better football team right now than Nebraska. Nebraska is looking up at Purdue and Purdue is looking down at Nebraska right now. So I, I just think, you know, it, it was going to be difficult to come in here and win. It was closer than I thought it'd be, honestly. And yeah. so it just speaks to to what Mickey Joseph and Bill Bush, I, I wrote in our instant reactions, those two guys have been godsends for this program. Um, absolutely. The, the players obviously love them and, and play their butts off yeah. for them. So, no, I mean, a loss to Purdue, no, that doesn't change my, my thoughts and opinions on Mickey Joseph and, and maybe what he could do as a potential head coach. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you on that. I think that both of those guys, and you could see it at one point during the game, it felt like in succession, Mickey Joseph got after the team and tried to fire him up. Bill Bush did the same thing. Mark Whipple did the same thing. Like, You just felt a different energy, and you see why the team is starting to fight more and compete and not put their head down and continue to punch back in these games to the point to where the last two, they came back and won. This one, they weren't able to get it done, but I really think they've got some, some severe limitations on the team, which we will dive into plenty 
more uh, throughout the week in our post-game coverage um, here over the next day or so, and also as we get into some more bi-week coverage as well. We're going to get back to the rest of this post-game coverage. For Greg Smith, Steve Mark, we will catch you guys next time. Make sure you're checking out Nebraska.Rivals.com. Like the video up, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We will catch you all next time.